Hello, everybody. Welcome to the last and also the final episode of Take the Black Live for the year 2023. I am, as I have been all year, Dan Selke, editor of WinnersComing.net, here with Daniel Roman, also editor of WinnersComing.net. And wow, what a year it's been. What a day it is. How <laughs> enthusiastically tired we all are. Daniel, how are you yes. feeling? this the final take the black live show of 2023 i'm feeling good i'm i'm getting my zen on apparently i so audio listeners can't see this but i've got a light like directly over my head so it looks like i've got a very (laughs) shiny top of head um but nah, i'm good i'm good i'm a little sick uh but i'm here i'm excited to talk about the shows that uh you know all the shows we've known and loved and maybe loved a little less and loved a little more throughout the year uh how are you dan and how are all of you out there sound off in the chat if you're here yeah hello everybody hey martha hey robert good to see everybody uh yeah anyone who's there feel free to weigh in because we have a good show for you today today is our annual i'm gonna go ahead and say famous um uh, end of year rankings of the 15 biggest sci-fi fantasy genre shows of the year the last two years we've gotten to the end of the year and we've decided to rather than report on the news for y'all which we could talk about too i mean we we'll get know there it, um yeah. we're going to go through a list of 15 big tv shows from this year and we're going to tell you with authority vested in us by us which were the best and rank them all the way from the first, the top tippity top best show all the way down to 15, which is not so good. Although, you know, maybe we'll decide that all 15 of these shows were great. We did leave maybe some off will. that were just not worth it. Some uh, made narrowly got on, but weren't. So let's go over the list. Let's see what we're working with here yeah. before well, we get to the rankings, before we div- uh, kind of um, gift our opinions onto the world. Yeah, that sounds good. We should, I don't know if you want to say this before we talk about the list or after, but there are a couple that we're leaving off to that we just didn't watch because if there's one thing 2023 has taught us, it is that even when watching television is your full-time job, there are too (laughs) many shows to physically watch all of them. Um, So there, there are a few big shows that, that I am pretty certain would be on this list had either of us watched them but since we didn't we're not going to pretend that would be dishonest but there are also Um, shows that we just didn't want to put on like secret invasion didn't get on this list oh god no it would be out of 15 like 25th what's the point so um, we we tried to put on ones that although that would have been fun to have it on there so we could just have something easy in the 15 slot but we still got an easy one we, yeah, we've still got an easy 15 in my opinion, but yeah, I did think about secret invasion and whether we should put it on here, but it, it felt like it would be kicking it, kicking something while it's <laughs> down. And, and like, let's be real it, it, secret invasion just wasn't that good. Like it's not one yeah. of the fifth. It's definitely not one of the 15 best, but just briefly before we get into it, I'll mention that there are three other ones that are not on this uh-huh. list. What are they? Uh, one is Outlander. So sorry to the Outlander stands. That is strictly because neither of us have watched season seven of Outlander. Sorry um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that one would have been in the rankings somewhere had we watched it. Um, but we're just not caught up. 
Um, uh, yes, Robert, this is only shows, no films. Sorry, Godzilla minus one. I'm sure you're great, uh, but you don't, you're not a television show. Uh, so actually that's another one. Monarch legacy of monsters is not on the list because we haven't watched it. Sorry to also still going on. It is still going on. Sorry to Camila who really, really loves that show, but we haven't watched it. Um, the others. So the star treks, there were a lot of star Trek shows this year Man, there were. and I, again, I'm sure that at least one or two of them were good enough that they would have ranked, but neither Dan nor I got into the Trek because again, so many shows that even as your full-time job, you cannot watch them all. Um, and the last one invincible, uh, and this was your call, Dan, why is invincible not on the list? Cause half the season has aired this year and the other half is going to air next year. We don't know the release date for that one, by the way. And it yeah. just felt weird to judge half a show and call it the entire thing. Okay. Um, just too we bad. can go with that I, logic I, I, for I, Outlander too. Ha! That's why it's oh, not on the list. We can, can't we? Okay, cool. We'll rank that one next year. Shows. Yes, we will. <laughs> oh God, that's a promise now. We will rank it next year. We will. Um, I'll get so what shows on. are on the list, Daniel? All right. Uh, so let's just run through them from the top. Um, and so this is just down the bullet point list. So we have The Last of Us. Oh, it's about zombies. We have The Wheel of Time Season 2. Mm-hmm. Season 2, yeah. It season came back, 2. It conquered. It was better. It was fun. Uh, the Wheel of Time, I think, could be a contender this year. But what yeah. do you think? Let us know, and then we'll decide. <laughs> We have The Witcher season three, Ooh, which is more controversial, which is a controversial one. I'm going to go on a limb here and say, I think this is one of the the most underappreciated fantasy shows of the year because the controversy was so hot. Um, I thought The Witcher season three was great. Um, beyond that, we've got Silo, the first season of Silo on Apple TV+. Plus. One of the uh, less buzzy shows we have on here, but um, it's good to uh, 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 speak out on behalf of um, underseen programs and use our platform to get poor Becca Burkerson some views. Wow. The shade, the shade at Silo. Okay. So yeah, that's fair. It is one of the the lesser buzzy shows. It's also like the most viewed i think apple original of all time so it, it is a hit for apple dan for whatever that counts for um <laughs> beyond that we've got so one piece one, one of piece. the very Pirate very show. buzzy shows yeah gotta talk about one piece we do um the walking dead we're kind of lumping daryl dixon and dead city together here because Neither deserves it on its own, but if we're going to talk about The Walking Dead, I think we can talk about those two as a unit. Um, and we're just going to pretend Fear the Walking Dead didn't happen because I haven't talked to a single person who was happy about it. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Let me know in the no chat point. if you loved Fear the Walking Dead this year, um, and we should love it too. Uh, please let us know. Um Beyond that, For All Mankind Season 4. Yeah. This is a show I know very little about, but Dan, you really like this one. I, I dug into this one this year. I'd always heard good things about it. Now I'm knee-deep into it, and it is a very solid program, but also doesn't get a lot of press, so it's worth ranking. Another Apple TV Plus joint. There you what go. does the highest seen short out Apple TV Plus even mean? Silo got more views than Ted Lasso. Really? 
Um, you know, I'd have to I'd have to double check that. Maybe it was genre shows, but I I thought it was their like most viewed original out of the gate. So maybe it's like in its okay. first month of airing or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Silo Silo is based on a very popular book series, so I'm not surprised that it did as well as it has done for Apple. Um, so after For All Mankind, we have Gen V, the boys' college spinoff. Lots of raunch, uh, only very few classes. So a very, very (laughs) true to a college experience. Um, and then Doctor Who, which is kind of a weird one this year. Uh, because it was specials, it wasn't really a full season, but they were notable specials. So they we're going to talk about it. Um, after that, Black Mirror season six. Um, this is an interesting. I'm excited to talk about this one. I feel like Black Mirror is relevant both for the quality of the thing, but also for kind of the the way it lined up with current events was notable, in my opinion. Ah, um, gotcha. That I think Black Mirror warrants some some extra uh, honor honoring for that. Um, after that, Ahsoka, the new Star oh, Wars show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then more Star Wars: The Mandalorian, Yippee Kaye Part Two. Um, and then after that, we're we're getting down. We're almost through the list. Then we can duke it out. So Good Omens season two. The Good Omens stands ate well this year. Crowley and Azira Fail were back. They had a great season. They're getting season three. So yes, congrats for them. Yeah, congratulations to all the Good Omens stands. Um, ooh, Robert Harris dropping some interesting stuff in the chat. The first season of Silo ends about halfway through the first book, but at a great point. I did not know that. I need to read the book still by Hugh Howey. Uh, probably before season two, I'll do that. All right. Our last two shows here on the list. We have Loki season two. So even with Secret Invasion, dudding it up for Marvel this year, they do still make the list because do. Loki Loki delivered. Bless him. Bless him. And finally. And finally, Shadow and Bone season two. Um, yeah, I have thoughts about this one. We'll, we'll talk about it, but Shadow and Bone season two is, is on the list mainly so we can discuss it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How are you feeling, Dan? I feel good. I feel like I want to dive into this, and I want to, again, deliver the authoritative uh, rankings that the world has asked for. Um, uh, and Daniel, I'll start this off by, I'm curious, what is your easy number 15 worst show on the list pick? Um, I don't know what it is. It's Shadow and Bone for me. Oh, you did not like it. So you're going to disparage the dead here, because Shadow and Bone got canceled <laughs> this year after season two. Um, I yes, didn't it watch did. it. I watched the first season and I was fully whelmed. Um, and I said it a second. I know that you did not like it, 
Why That's did Shadow and Bone nice. deserve to die? Okay, so let me ask you before I get into my spiel about Shadow and Bone. Do you have a pick for 15 that you think deserves to be down there more than that one? Uh, from this list, not really. I mean, I didn't see that. And uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't okay. have a- a- anything else in this list that I think is that I feel passionately should be in the fifth slot if you think Shadow and Bone should be there. But I do want to know why. I why absolutely- don't you uh, like this uh, Russian-inspired fantasy program? Well, see, this is the thing. I do like Shadow and Bone. I, I really oh. enjoyed the first season quite a lot. Um, I am also familiar with... I've read the Shadow and Bone books. I've read part of the Six of Crows books. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm generally familiar. Um, my issue with Shadow and Bone is that they basically sci- they rushed through the second and third uh, books for the main character, Alina, so that they could do a Six of Crows spinoff next. So they kind of um, basically flushed a lot of really good source material down the toilet. They pandered to Netflix's board or executives or whoever asking them uh-huh. to make plot decisions for the sake of like what they thought the algorithm and people would enjoy, which is like, that's a joke I've seen in shows like, oh, the taste. I don't remember what show it was. The taste clusters say that this would be popular with our audience. <laughs> the taste clusters. And it's like they legit did that with Shadow and Bone season two. The showrunner admitted this because they asked them to have the crows cross over with Alina again. Mm-hmm. And basically, I think a lot of that was a mistake. I, I think they really kind of half assed a lot of very good material in order to rush through it so that they could do six of crows, which is a thing that a lot of people really wanted that Netflix, like kind of half ordered, like they had them working Mm -hmm. on six of crows. They took the showrunner away from shadow and bone mid season to work on six of crows as a spinoff to come after it. So this to me was a, a pretty clear cut example of Netflix really wanting to do the whole expanding cinematic universe thing um, and half-assing the thing that they were trying to do in the first place because they were more concerned with the bigger picture than with doing a good job with the story they had in front of them. Um, So I think I am biased here because as someone who has read the books, like I didn't love the Shadow and Bone trilogy, but even as someone who didn't love it, it's hard to look at this and be and see what they did with like characters like Alina and not be like, man, they really, really dropped the ball on this. Like they went from season one. I was like pleasantly surprised and impressed with how well they wove everything nice. together. Um, season two was the complete opposite where the whole time I was like, what the hell are they doing? Um Shuhan got a lot of Shuhan is the the Asian inspired country to the south of the the Russian inspired one that got a lot of backlash for being like very stereotypically like Asian cinema in a way that like didn't really jive well for me with the like the tone of the books and I've seen a lot of people kind of call that out as as leaning on some stereotypes a little bit that they maybe didn't need to especially when they went through efforts to explore Alina as a multiracial character in the first season. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think there were just a lot of mistakes made with shadow and bone. Um, So that's, 
I I think it out of everything on the list, I think it very clearly deserves to be at the bottom. And we don't need to disparage the dead too much, but I'm sad we didn't get six of yeah, crows. But I think done the reason why is pretty clear. Cool. Um, I like. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with putting 15. I also like the okay. against the narrative because whenever a show is canceled, it has people being like, "Too soon! How could you do this?" But I don't know. People sometimes shows get canceled because they suck. Uh, and well, I didn't watch, but it sounds like a lot went wrong. So I'm fine yeah. with taking Shadow Up Bone to the back, shooting it, burying it, leaving it on a hill. Yeah, I mean, I I am too. I I'm. It's it's such a tricky situation, Shadow and Bone, because like the cast was great. The cast was like perfect for this show, had a lot of really good things going for it. The Six of Crows spinoff, I have no doubt would have been excellent, but it's just kind of like the priorities weren't quite there. Like they very clearly mm-hmm. cared more about getting to the point where they could do the Six of Crows spinoff than they did about doing the shadow and bone story yeah. um it's so they, an example of like a cinematic universe rot it's kind of what kind of yeah. is sinking marvel the movies it, it's a lot of these studios want to have cinematic universe like that and have this thing and yeah. it can hurt you and um maybe they'll learn from this or maybe more likely they won't but shadow and bone is our 15 number pick and 15. i'm cool with that yeah uh what do you think deserves to go at number 14 dan i don't i'm not prepared to talk about that yet um, oh, okay. How do you feel about what jumping do you want to talk about? To, I, talk about the, I think I feel like the the last and the first slots are always like the easiest to do. Agree. Um, and okay, so for the number one slot, I think the obvious candidates are The Last of Us, which everyone loved, and it was uh, I don't know very prestigious, but also yeah. full of zombies and blood and guts and uh, stuff like that, and. I think maybe another candidate could be the Wheel of Time season two, yeah. which I think took epic fantasy, like kind of attacked it in a very direct, sincere, straightforward way that I really enjoyed. Totally. And honestly, I think if it were up to me right now, I think I would put the Wheel of Time in first and really? the Last of Us inside. I think I would. I like The okay, Last of the Us case. a lot. I make really like The Last of Us. Of course I did. I do feel like if I had flaws with it, I think it peaked a little early. I think that third episode mm. with um, Frank and Bill is probably one of the best episodes of the entire year period. I loved it. Um, I don't think it ever quite hit that high again. And th- there is th- there there is precedent. I mean, we have Walking Dead shows on this list for kind of yeah. grim, gritty, grounded, realistic zombie shows. I, I don't feel like the, the the finale hit me the way I expected it to. And it, the Wheel of Time, you know, w- was a little bit ramshackle at times, too. Um, I, I had my problems with it. I just like people waving their hands and going pew pew magic and stuff coming out. And um, <laughs> they, 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 there's something very, I don't know, like a, a direct line to my um, sort of childhood love of wizards and rogues and elves and stuff even though there are no literal wizards or rogues or elves well maybe there's a rogue matt uh in uh (laughs) the wheel of time i thought it was a very well done um just earnest fantasy show i thought it dug i thought i loved the forsaken i love that they brought in these kind of eternal ancient very campy villains to uh menace our heroes i thought they did a lot of good work with some of the characters Egwene in particular um, 
I was impressed with how it held itself together, especially after the first season got so um, heavily critiqued. I thought, yeah, we all have a comeback story. And I think <laughs> Wheel of Time had a good one in, in, in the first season. The last, I think The Last of Us is like, it, it, it's the better show intellectually. I think The Wheel of Time might be more of like a, a, like a favorite spot in my lizard brain, but okay. I've got to stand up for my lizard brain. So I Fair. think that's what I would do. What do you think? Well, I so I think uh, if I was objectively ranking these, trying to really focus on the, the quality of the production, these are both adaptations. So I, I always keep that in mind, how it navigates itself as an adaptation. Um, and I think in terms of like, I, I don't think there's any real debate that the last of us was the better show to me. So I ranked, I did a ranking like this on winter is coming.net recently. And I did rank the last of us higher. Um, I, I think it is, you know, I don't necessarily agree that it peaked with like Bill and Frank. I think the fifth episode was phenomenal the the fourth and fifth the the kind of back to back um mm -hmm. travel through Kansas City uh Missouri um i really liked some of the later episodes like the left behind the episode where we saw Thank Ellie's you. backstory i do agree that the finale didn't hit me quite as hard and i think the wheel of time had an almost opposite trajectory where the first couple of episodes were a little shakier for me and then once it hit episode 5 it was just like boom uh, running straight through to the end and really good. So what I would say is if I were ranking this by myself, I would put The Last of Us first. But mm -hmm. I am happy to make the concession if you would like The Wheel of Time to be first, mm -hmm. I I can get behind that. Because like, which did I rewatch more? The Wheel of Time. Easily. I've seen that season probably three or four times. Um, <laughs> the Last of Us, I've maybe you know rewatched it twice. Um, and so, yeah, if, if you would like wheel of time to be first, I'm down uh, to roll with that. Oh, this is your call, hands. Dan. I am. I mean, Nicole would prefer that the last of us be first and we need to listen to our readership and it is the objectively <laughs> like better produced show. This is hard. Let's say it that is. those two are the two for now and then we keep can come going back and see if any other feelings arise. I agree. I, I, I do, do think it. those are probably the, the two probably. Can, can I propose some for uh, the 14th slot? No, you can't. I don't know why you would ask. Something that. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So I think in slot 14, it should either be the Walking Dead spinoffs <laughs> um, or Doctor oh. Who because it was only specials. How did you feel about Doctor Who? And I'll tell you how I felt about the Walking Dead. I liked it, uh, Doctor. I mean, the, the the reason that's on here this year is because it's it's uh, Doctor Who's on here this year is because it had a bit of a revival. It has this old yeah. showrunner Russell T Davies coming back, uh, and I watched it for the first time in years. I'm kind of like a fair weather Doctor Who fan. I come in when things yeah. are buzzy and then leave when they're not. Um, and it did feel like old times. It was as zippy and fun as ever. <sighs> I mean, then there's also <laughs> the fact that Doctor Who has always been maybe a little too British twee for me. Um, okay. 
I enjoyed it, but I guess I'm not going to project to it being lower on the list. It is, it, it is what it is at this point. It's been around for 60 years. There's just a, a, a bit of a formula for it. It has the doctor kind of acting um, whimsically charming and off-putting. I did like that for these specials, they brought in some like high-concept sci-fi stuff for each of the three specials, and I did like the introduction of the new guy, Nakuti Gatwa, who the special on Christmas Day. Um, the other was Walking Dead. Okay, was the Walking Dead stuff good? Should it be below or above Doctor Who? I think it should be below. Um, the Walking Dead stuff was decent. Um, you know, there's still the, to me, the the shadow looming over these Walking Dead spinoffs of that they really... Mm-hmm kind of kneecapped their final season and their finale in order to set all of these up the spinoffs themselves. So I have seen most of Daryl Dixon. I've seen a little bit of dead city and I wasn't compelled enough to finish either of them. So we can take that for what it was. Um, I, I think they were better than I expected because I expected them to be garbage, to be honest, just because of the way the finale kind of, (laughs) <laughs> original show cruise yeah. through stuff to set them up um you know norman reedus is always great as daryl um so but i think compared to most of the other television this year it they deserve to be l- a little lower on the list um okay. even if they weren't they were not bad by any stretch uh but there's just a lot of better tv this year other That's candidates for that lower spot I yeah. think might be Star Wars. God, was it really that bad? Uh, the Witcher. Although I know that you're going to want that higher. Nah, I am going to. Okay, okay. So the, the Witcher's not. That. The Witcher's not. <sighs> Star Wars, man. I. I. Um, what about the Mandalorian? Do you... Mandalorian just kind of mostly went in one ear and out the other. It wasn't terrible. Did you like, like it more just... or less than Doctor Who? Let me ask you that. I watched Doctor Who more recently. I have recency bias. Um, <laughs> it was. I remember. The, I remember the Mandalorian. I what I, I didn't love about it was it seemed to be kind of rehashing some greatest hits. I'm sure that isn't that old. Where it kind of brought yeah. back Giancarlo Esposito to have a more fiery death than he had the last time. It sort of transferred focus from um Peter Pascal to Katie Sackhoff. Yep. It 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 is not the show it was. I feel like I love that first season so much because of like the kind of individual serialized stuff. And it's because of the cinematic universe rush, it's never gone back to that. And I think that's yeah. the wrong choice. I agree. So it's it hasn't been a show that I've loved for a while. But and I admire that Doctor Who is trying something different, but even that's like trying something different only because it hasn't been around for a while. Like it's literally yeah. the old team, David Tennant and Sean Rogers coming back. I'm okay. So I'm thinking that the next <laughs> stretch, like it can be Doctor, I'm not saying this is the right order. So like Doctor Who, sure. The Mandalorian, uh, The Walking Dead, all in there. Uh, and I'm fine having The Walking Dead back down there. That's cool. 14. Okay, okay. cool. I didn't cool. watch them. I'll trust you on that. Yeah. Doctor Who with the Mandalorian. Are there any other ones that are kind of going to be hanging out toward the 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 bottom there? I think Ahsoka deserves to be near the bottom personally, but it's going to be ahead of the Mandalorian for me. I think Ahsoka was the more okay. notable show. I think I'm more likely to rewatch Ahsoka than the Mandalorian season three. 
I think season three of the Mandalorian has a similar problem to the walking dead, in my opinion, where they really messed up their entrance by doing the whole book of Boba Fett thing with Grogu, uh, Mm -hmm. resolving the season two cliffhanger there. So that season three was just, it just kind of happened. They really killed a lot of the anticipation for it for me. And, and Oh, they I forgot about focus that. on the Dave Filoni verse of Star Wars much more than the the Mandalorian uh, story they were trying to tell. Uh, very, very similar to kind of what happened with Shadow and Bone, where the priority was the cinematic universe instead of the individual show, which all of these series are doing this. And I feel like the whole reason the MCU, just to rant for a second, the whole reason the Go MCU ahead. worked originally was because they did the opposite of that. And they really try to, like, I'm reading the behind the scenes book and they talk about how they really focused on each movie as they were making it instead of the broader picture. And I just wish these studios would would take a note or two. But yeah, so The Mandalorian, I think, is definitely near the bottom. Um, Ahsoka is near the bottom, but higher than that. You know Um, what? I forgot about that hot nonsense where they made you watch The Book of Boba Fett to understand yeah. Mandalorian season three. You're right. That's a sin. It should go um, at number 11 next to Boba Fett. Uh, or sorry, uh, after The Walking Dead. Uh, 13. It should go at 13. I just saw the numbers now. 13 it should be for the Mandalorian. Shadow and Bone, Walking Dead, 13 The Mandalorian, and then bump Doctor Who up to 12. I can get the behind least. that. Yeah, The Mandalorian, It was. it's fine, but it pulled some bull crap making you watch other series and then not even and then having the gall to not even be that thrilling once you got back to it um okay yeah i'm i'm comfortable with that okay uh where should black mirror go are you gonna boost black mirror um, i didn't I, watch it i heard that it was uh folk like the first episode and then the other ones are like fine hits and misses so so here's what i think so mandalorian's at 13 doctor who's at 12 i think Black Mirror should go at 11. Okay. Um, Black Mirror was... So here's my whole case for Black Mirror. It was not the strongest season of the show ever. It had some really great classic Black Mirror episodes that are going to be like new favorites of people for years. It also had some weird ones that weren't the best. Fully prepared to admit that. It happens. But I think... The reason the, that Black Mirror warrants being among the top shows of this year is really the premiere of Black Mirror season six, which is Joan is Awful, okay. which was all about AI for actors. Basically, this woman wakes up and realizes that someone has made a Netflix show out of her life using AI for some terms and conditions she signed to use the service. It's clever, it's um, and it hit right around the same time that the actor strike was happening. And it that episode was referenced a lot during the strike. So this is one of those rare instances where like the art hit at the exact moment where it was really relevant. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like to what was happening in the real world and had an actual impact on the negotiations that were happening because AI was a major talking point of those negotiations. Um, so I think Black Mirror deserves, plus it was just good. Like the, especially the first, like Nicole says, the first two were really good. Um, the others were weak. I like the third one, but yeah, it was a little meh. Um, and then after that four, five, six were, it was kind of a bit of a decline. So, but the first two were excellent. 
Um, and they're basically standalone episodes. Like normally with a show, I wouldn't judge it that way. Like the first two were good and then it was downhill. Let's rank it at 11. But because mm-hmm. Black Mirror is an anthology series where each stands alone, those first two can be really good and stand on their own. And the rest being a little subpar doesn't detract from that at all. Uh, so yeah, okay. cool. that's I, my case for Black Mirror. I, I think it that. deserves to be at 11. Here's a question I'm getting a little concerned about. How high do you see The Witcher going on this list? Like, how far are you going to push this? Not very, but it it definitely deserved to be ahead of stuff like The Mandalorian. I think it deserves to be ahead of Ahsoka. Ahsoka would be my choice for number 10. I'm starting to feel bad about putting Doctor Who that low. It really didn't do anything wrong. It's 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 charming and it's fun and it's zippy and it's British and it's aliens and it's David Tennant and it's celebrity cameos and it's Neil Patrick Harris dancing as fast as he can in a to the Spice Girls in a majorette's outfit. Uh, okay, but I'll leave that one there for now. If you want to switch Doctor Who and Black Mirror, we could. But I think the big thing with Doctor Who is that it was just the specials. Yeah, and Black this, Mirror just, and this, just six episodes. It is just six. Yeah, but the, again, they're standalone episodes, yeah. which Doctor Who is too. So that I'm open to discussing that if you want to, because we've each seen one. I think those True. two are switchable if if you're going to get holiday guilt. <laughs> and I, I feel bad putting Doctor Who below Ahsoka too. But you're right. It is just three specials. That should count too. That should be a fact. It does. It does because Ahsoka um, had had some really good episodes and some meh episodes mm. that I really did not like, but I think Ahsoka. So do do we agree Ahsoka for ten? It's not going the, higher than ten. Sh- sure. I mean, frankly, I yeah, we, we can. If you want to bump it lower, we can bump it lower. No, it's, I just want to. I'm on okay the with record that. that I enjoyed watching Doctor Who more than Ahsoka, but <laughs> I'm. Putting Doctor Who a little lower because it was there wasn't much of it that we're yeah. talking about. Um, but I, I want it noted that Ahsoka bored me. And also okay. just the the overall effect of that show was sort of after watching the entire thing, again, we 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 gotta have a term for this. Like cinem- the 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 cinematic universe brain of it yeah. all was just why did I bother watching that when it's just setting up some other link in the chain that I have to follow? It didn't feel complete to me. And I know yeah. it's a TV show. They go on. I agree with that. But mm, it's a TV show in a different for a new worse age where it's it, it's not it's 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 not a TV show that sets up its next season, which a lot of TV yeah. shows do. I enjoyed Warrior, for instance, which daily got canceled, and that set up that tried its damnedest to set up season four and then <laughs> nothing yeah. doing. Um, it feels different when it's Ahsoka and you go on this long journey where she's in the galaxy. We all know far, far away. And then they try to get to a galaxy even further away than that. And that takes yeah. forever. And they talk about Thrawn, but you don't see Thrawn until like way past the point where I would have introduced them if I were writing this thing. Um, And then they like battle back and forth for a while there. And then they try to stop, but they don't succeed. And the Becca gets away anyway. And now we're going to have to follow it up in a movie or in the next season, the Mandalorian, which is another thing we have to watch. It's not the Mandalorian. So it's the Mandalorian or skeleton crew with Jude law or whatever. It (laughs) rubs me the wrong way. And if it were up to, I saw that there was craft. I saw that 
um, you know, uh, uh, who is it? Rosario Dawson looked very orange, and I thought that was cool. Um, because she's orange, right, Ahsoka? I could never keep the she colors a, of the aliens straight in my head. Yes. There's also a green lady, but I forget her name. Yeah, Hera. There we go, Hera. Um, they look great. The dialogue is kind of that kind of sort of George Lucas aping a mm -hmm. bit. It's like kind of just you say what you mean and you're not really put much of a twist on the lines and which is fine. Uh, but I don't know if, if, if we're going to do that, I just want a little more to chew on than the very straightforward, almost non-story that we got. I didn't love Ahsoka. A, a lot of these Star Wars shows, I'm kind of feeling like are wasting my time a bit, even though there was a lot of good stuff in it. So I'm fine putting it there. I think I'd, if it were Dan's list, I think I'd put it lower. Would you switch? So here, let me ask you this. Would you slide Ahsoka down to 12 and bump up Doctor Who and Black Mirror? You know what? Yeah. Yeah, Let's I would. Do I don't have to. I don't Sorry, have to. Richard, but, but can we do that? Because I agree with everything you just said. I and I came from to Ahsoka from the place of having just watched Rebels, mm -hmm. so I could appreciate kind of all of what they were trying to do with all of the references and stuff. And I still thought they really focused the cinematic universe of it all. But also, they had this great setup about Thrawn and and going to this galaxy. And then when they got there, is when I really started having issues. I felt like they got there and they just had no no clue what to do anymore at that point. Yeah, and it and it was kind of really meh. And they really botched bringing Ezra back to me, like like just did it in the least interesting way possible. Um, so yeah, I think Ahsoka at number twelve, and, and if we bump up Doctor Who and Black Mirror, I'm I'm more than fine with that. I think okay. Ahsoka's note it deserves to be ahead of the Mandalorian. I think there are some sure. things it did really good. I really liked. The standout episode was the one with Hayden Christensen and young Ahsoka, um, where she's kind of on this vision quest where she's seeing past experiences they had. That was really cool. The first few episodes I thought were excellent. Um, Ray Stevenson, it's one of his final performances, yeah, and I'm a huge Ray Stevenson stan. He was great. Um, but yeah, the, sh the back half of the show really dropped the ball for me. So, all right. We're moving on. We're making progress um, here. Martha asked if Interview with the Vampire made the cut. I'm pretty sure that was on last year's list. And I'm pretty it sure was. it was quite high because it, it was excellent. Yep. Um, yeah. It'll I'm, be I'm on sure next year's list. Time. Yes, it will. Season two. Um, All right. Mayfair um, Witches is the uh, <laughs> immortal universe show that came out this year. And neither of us watched it. And our uh, colleague, Maddie, who watched it, severely did not like it. So. Uh, yeah, it's not a good case for the Mayfair out. witches. Um, if um, we go up to, to, to number three for a second, I'm looking sure. at the remaining things on the list. It's got to be one I piece, mean, right? Honestly, or Loki. I thought Loki was really strong. Um, that, I mean, it's, it's, you got to get a pretty early one for a Marvel show to like move me emotionally. And that yeah. ending where they the had was perfect, where was everything sort of came together. And Loki walks out and assumes this new role. Won't spoil it a lot. Was I thought very effective? Like actually, they that show was written. Like they sat down and they thought of what they wanted to say about yeah. how they wanted to say it. I loved the look of it. I love the look of it. Just it's it's a very tactile kind of weird sort of like like 
sideways universe Jetsons kind of look to it, where everything yeah. has this like eerie matrixy green tint, and the hallways are all curved in strange ways. It's like like a it's the child sci-fi Who. drawings. <laughs> if if like a precocious teenager stumbled on his parents' mushroom farm, inhaled deep, and then read some Asimov, and then just like poured out. <laughs> their innermost feelings onto a drafting board. That's like what the time variance already looked like. I thought it looked great. And I, okay. thought it, I thought it honestly worked. It, it dragged a little bit in the early times and it's not long enough. I mean, all these stuff. The ending made now. a big difference. But I it, thought it really it, did. Best Marvel thing by a mile in a while, like since yeah. Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, probably. So I agree with everything you just said. I think Loki mm -hmm. deserves to be pretty high on the list. The only, looking at our remaining list, and this is not my personal enjoyment, because there are some shows I enjoyed mm. more than like most of Loki. I loved the finale. I agree with you that it was oh. more thought-provoking, more beautiful. They clearly had see, this is what I mean about like the cinematic universe versus just focusing on the thing. Because they designed the finale of Loki to be like a finale to the two-part series of Loki. And yeah. to the characters, like fourteen year journey, this version mm. of this Loki, um, and that made it really impact. Like I, I teared up at a couple of points in in the Loki too. finale, and like for a, a Marvel thing to do that to me at this point, because this there point. there are other Marvel things that have done that to me, but not in a while. Um, I think it's really good. It deserves to be up there. The only other one I would consider arguing for, mm. and I'm not going to say The Witcher. I'm not, even though I probably, again, I watched that a lot more than I watched Loki, but that's personal bias because I really like The Witcher. Like the universe. Yeah, you had to write it. I think One Piece should be in the, if One Piece is not three, it needs to be four. I agree. Because I think One Piece was an exceptional show. It was adapting an anime and it actually pulled it off. It had yeah, no right impressive. to be anywhere near as good as it was. Um and it was great and it was a fun time and it really captured the spirit of this thing and the, you know, the starry eyed optimism. Um, and it had great effects. It had incredible great choreography. Ooh, yeah. um, so casting. Yeah, the casting was completely on point. I was so skeptical about one piece and it won me over, but you think Loki should be higher. You're voting for a Marvel show over this. It was Are a you, good Marvel have show. Have you been body snatched? What's happening? No, okay. Here? I have this weird thing all of a sudden <laughs> where about One Piece, where I have okay. I, I never read the manga. I never I never watched the anime. I'd sure. known of it because it's it's huge. Um but you you're right. It was it was it was just it really was like kind of over the top anime in live action without being horribly cringy, which does not happen very often. I mean, I don't yeah. think it reached the emotional. It's not like as complicated a show as Loki was. It no, emotional high simple, ending. simple emotional arcs. Yeah. It had like I thought episodes three and four were a little um, kind of clipped and maybe that's not uh, written as smoothly as the rest. I, yeah, I think that's I'm, fair. Although it, it, I was going to say I want to be either at four or one, but now that I'm talking about it, I think I, I think four is a, probably a good place for it. It's not a Let's perfect leave it show. At four, then. Okay, I, I I liked it a lot though. I was definitely impressed. I couldn't believe they pulled it off either. But I, I don't want to let my like I'm in 
rest uh overtake okay whoa uh nice um but yeah four is good okay i can get behind that i enjoyed one piece i may have even enjoyed it an an equal amount to loki but i think loki really deserves the cred It, it gets the street cred for sticking that ending as well as it did was really really it was one of the first times that a thor thing you know one of my beefs with marvel's take on thor especially uh once taika waititi kind of took over the reins for the character is that it doesn't always feel like deific it like they do a good job of like the fun side of thor but they don't always do a good job of making it feel like it's norse myth but in comics um like they did ragnarok and like it didn't really feel like like ragnarok like ragnarok is the norse apocalypse didn't really feel like it um loki was when he stepped out near the end of that season and started Mm -hmm. grabbing the strings was one of the first times i was like this feels like some god shit I love it. Some like um, myth, some like actual myth. Exactly. Which is yeah. what superheroes are all about is like kind of yeah. repackaging old myths and selling them as like uh, modern spandex clad hard bodies. Like that's what they're, they're all about. And this really captured that. Um, yeah. I, 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 so I'm, uh, let's leave it at three. Agree with uh, Nicole and move it uh, up even further. And Nicole, you'll notice we'll take your thing into it. I'm not going to I'm not going to say Loki was better okay. than The Last okay. of Us or Wheel of Time. You you and Nicole Fair I, enough. I I'm willing to meet you in the shield wall for that one. <laughs> um because I I think The Last of Us was incredible as well. Yeah, and I think The Wheel of Time is a really really epic show and I think it captured the fantastical, imaginative, wondrous side of fantasy. Ooh. And it had a huge task. Like they rewrote that it whole did. second season. So after they lost one of the cast, like the lead cast members because of COVID, presumably because of COVID um, or during during COVID, we should say. Um, yeah. So I am starting to see your point more about The Last of Us in first and The Wheel of Time in second. I think I'm comfortable with that. Okay. But, um, let's talk about. Let's the, move the, on. The, the, we got to keep these, moving. These middle bits. Uh, how big a fan of? Okay, The Witcher. We both watched that one. Yeah. Um, we obviously, are divided. it's. I don't think we're divided. Just I wasn't as attached to it as you are. Definitely. Um, the narrative is that it sucked so hard. It sucked itself out of existence but i mean it, it was very hard following the, what people were saying about it to to divorce actual appraisals of the quality from how emotional people were that henry yeah. cavill was not going to be oh sure on their screens slashing swords wearing wigs and building pcs um i i <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a lot of um other emotions flying through that debate because the show itself i did think wasn't bad i mean i've read the books it it stuck to them as well as the show ever has which is better than somewhat ish better than some some seasons i think much better than season two Um, yeah i mean like i i I, i'm pretty sure that one piece of better adaptation of the witcher than season two was uh but at the same time, it's still The Witcher. It's still this kind of 
show that wants to be more prestigious than it is. It's the show that kind of aspires to Game of Thrones level grim darkness complexity and then has all oh, is not, not 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 as it seems um this like kind of goofy ass I'll lower it ranks just, just for that song that's and that is the song is emblematic of it a is. lot of sort of the i don't disagree with you that comes out of that show like the little self-aware wings it can be really good it was very strong in places i actually really like the desert episode i know that one got chided a lot and i and i admire it for sticking close to the books yeah. Um, or closer to the books. I don't want to act like it's a perfect adaptation. Um, the same problem still applies. It 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 wants to be prestigious, but it it's no one is talented enough to make it as good as it wants to be. But I like it. I wish it would just embrace the fact that it was kind of goofy and just roll with it more. Well, I I don't know. I feel like. So that that song you mentioned, that is emblematic of the problem of The Witcher, which is that this is a Hollywood Hollywoodified version of The Witcher. It wants to wink at the audience and stuff. And uh. some some of that is, you know, is indicative of the book. Like like Sapkowski does have a very, um, you know, self-referential style of writing more than, you know, George R. R. Martin or someone like that mm-hmm. does. Um, but I think a lot of the narrative surrounding this season of the witcher was really because people were upset about henry cavill like the oh, desert yeah. episode is a perfect example where people were upset about that and it's like like bros because it's all bros who were upset like yeah. for the most part it, it's the gamer bros who were mad it's not just like the game which the books aren't like the game they're a different story so like people being like it should have been more monster of the week like they really underutilized Henry Cavill in the final episodes. One was just about Siri. And it's like, that's the story. Like that's the story of the books. That desert episode was one of the most faithful episodes of the entire series. And I thought it did a really good job. Um, They gave Henry Cavill five out of his seven best fight scenes were all in this season. Um, So there are a lot of things that I think they added a whole bunch of monsters that were not in the books at this point. So a lot of the complaints people had are things the show actually did answer, but people were so butthurt about Henry Cavill leaving that the complaints still stood um, more than because they were actually valid complaints. But in terms of goodness of show, I, so I have not seen for all mankind. You're saying that was a lot better. There's no doubt it's in your mind that was than a better the show. The Witcher. Um, it's not the best season of For All Mankind. It's very that show is like solid as a rock. Like it's it's very carefully written. It's it's all about build up and payoff, which means the early early episodes are usually a little slower, but it always pays off in the end. It's got a lot of imagination. It's the sci-fi show where what if we live in a sideways universe where the space race between the Soviet Union and the U.S. never stopped. Um, performances are it, good. It's 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 a little melodramatic at times, but it's it engages with some hard sci-fi stuff in a way that's convincing. It has it has things on its mind about like um the mistreatment of labor that there's like a whole union subplot that's talking about like the like all the like grunt employees on Mars are getting upset that they're being treated badly by the alien like corporation that's uh, exploring the galaxy and not the galaxy. Source wasn't popular in it. That was good. Uh, performances are all good. It's it's a it's rock solid show. 
And this season paid off some long running character arcs too, in a way that I found pretty satisfying. I I thought it was better than The Witcher. Yes. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say because did you think Good Omens season two? How did you feel about that? I would put that below for all mankind in part because this was a very transitional season. Yeah. Um, it really it, it, it like the, the the scale shrunk a lot, and I can kind of let it get away with that because it, it's not the Ahsoka situation where it's setting you up for God knows what. It's Good Omens season two is setting you up for Good Omens season three, which will be the end of it. So okay, it's fine, and it's cute and twee. It's it's kind of a little like Doctor Whoish, frankly, where it's funny British people running running around um, making uh, just the most befuddled, adorable comments. Uh, I think other folk are into it more than I am because there's a very intense fandom around Good Omens. Uh, But it was pleasant. I wouldn't put it in like the top five, I don't think. Okay. Um, So I might rank it below The Witcher if if you feel strongly about The Witcher. I'd be willing to do that. I think we should do Good Omens 9 and The Witcher 8 then. Because I I fell off halfway through Good Omens season two. I enjoyed it, but like you said, it's a transitional season. I think The Witcher deserves a lot of credit for nailing some really important scenes this season. And I think Mm -hmm. the production of of creating those scenes, like the scene with Vilgefortz Mm -hmm. and Geralt fighting on the beach. Yeah, remember that um, one. I think that in terms of the craft that went into making The Witcher this season... It gets a lot of credit in my book. And like, I have hated on that show so much over the yes, years. So for me to be making the case for The Witcher, um, I think is really indicative of how much of a turnaround it had. So if you if you are okay with this, I think we should run with this. Otherwise, we no. can switch them. What do you I think? Am, I am down with that. I'm totally down with that. I think Good Omens is... We, we don't have time, frankly, to analyze yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, origins of the incredibly passionate fandom of good omens which i think has some complicated parts to it but the show itself is nice i wouldn't call it especially this season like bracingly wonderful so yeah Yeah. i'm perfectly and 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 the witcher made a good college try of it it really made a good swing solid second base hit that everyone yeah. was treating like a foul ball that hit the exactly. first lady in the eye. <laughs> that's exactly. Wow. That's you might've just stumbled on the exact perfect metaphor for this season of the Witcher. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. Second base hit that everyone was treating like a foul bo- ball that hit the first lady in the eye. Um, Sorry, Dr. Biden. <laughs> all right. So that leaves us with Gen V for all mankind and silo. Of the uh, so you have only seen for all mankind, right? Of these yeah. three, uh, some uh, Nicole wants Silo number five. Do you think she's going to number five? I think Silo. Yeah, I mean, I think Silo probably deserves to be number five. Um, I thought I really liked Silo. Um, I think it had its quirks. Like its biggest quirk to me was that it had a lot of British actors talking in American accents that sounded kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, love that. But the show itself was really great at like mysteries on top of mysteries and like carefully unraveling them. Rebecca Ferguson uh, as the main character, Juliet, she was like, yeah, Dune. She kind of did like she had like a tour de force type of like performance. Like this is like a role she'll be remembered for type of thing. 
Um, which considering how many she is racking up of roles like that, now that says something. She's um, on the rise. She is on the rise. I think Silo deserves to be at number five. Um, <laughs> do you want so between for all mankind and Jen? So you're okay with this? Silo number five. I am okay with Silo number five. Yeah, it sounds good. I'd like to check it out. Yeah, it was good. I think for people who like shows like Lost, um, sure. Silo really scratches a very similar sort of itch. It's got a similar sort of aesthetic too. these people are all living in this underground bunker and they're trying to figure out the, they've been down there so long. They don't even remember necessarily the details of why they're down there. So, um, yeah, it's an, it's a great show. Um, so that leaves for all mankind and Gen V. What are your thoughts here? I could go either way. We can go either way. We can probably sew this thing up. I didn't see Gen V. You, 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 you did for all mankind. Yeah. I mean, I guess for all mankind gets points for not being a spinoff, um, but Gen V gets points for being, by all accounts, quite a good spinoff of the boys. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd put for all mankind ahead of it because I've seen it and I like it, but I, and I haven't seen Gen V. But I'm willing to go either way too. Do you feel strong one way or the other? Does anyone out I've... there feel strong one way or the other? Gen yeah, if you're for all mankind, which would go there. Just think yeah, for anyone, us. Think for us. Anyone who's seen it, let us know. Uh, I just want to call out JP says, Hi guys, no way Loki was better than One Piece. Jay, we debated this for a solid few minutes. It really could go either way. Um, personally, I I do kind of agree with you, but then that Loki finale, man, really, really hits you in the feels. Um, so for all mankind, I think should go sixth, personally. I really you liked Gen V a lot, huh? I oh, did sorry. like, yeah. Well, I'm saying for all mankind should should be ahead of it, I can't um, because I think that is a an original, you know, interesting concept that is being executed well. I'm mm -hmm. taking your word on this because I haven't seen it. I think Gen it is executed V executed well. Okay, I think Gen V was a a really good spinoff of the boys. There are times where it did just feel like a more of the same, more of the boys, more messed up shit happening because okay. that's what the whole brand is. I think they did some really interesting things with it in the college setting that like I give them a lot of credit because I, I it was much better than I expected it to be. Um, but is it you know, I wouldn't I personally I'm hesitant to even rank it ahead of The Witcher. So like there, that's kind of where it's at, where it's like, yeah. I think it was a really good show, but like looking back on this year, it's not where, one where I'm going to be like, man, that was the, you know, the standout show of the year. Like there were just so many great shows. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I think. Do you want to switch the Witcher and Gen V? Cause yes. I didn't watch Gen V. I, Let's do I, it. I'd be fine with that. By the All way, right. the picture of the guy for from For All Mankind, um, also a British actor doing a fully American accent. And we notice, just FYI. We yes. Yeah. So um, all right. So this leaves the the last one we have to debate very quickly, because I think we're pushing time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it. Right. Um one and two. Do we want to leave that as the wheel of time in the last no. of us, or do we you want to swap them? I've come to my senses. Yeah, I mean as I mean, yeah, I love the Wheel on, of Time. On. It is one of those things where it's like at a certain amount of objectivity is needed to be like, like I personally enjoyed the Wheel of Time more. 
but the last of us i think is kind of undebatably the better show between the two of it them. is it is the better show it's better put together it's also easy i mean in, in a way it's not as sprawling as the wheel of time so they had a bit of an easier job now that doesn't true. matter though they completely they crushed it it should go first and they crushed it yeah. all right well, let's, but let's put last time in first uh, all right the last of time the last of us and that <laughs> is our list the Last of Us, number one, followed by The Wheel of Time, and then Loki, Green Man. Number four, One Piece. They did a good live-action anime adaptation? You're crazy. Uh, number five, Silo, History. Number six, For All Mankind, What If, but live-action. Number seven, The Witcher Season 3, Everyone Was Wrong. Number eight, Gen V, The Boys spinoff, going good. Number nine, Good Omens, Inevitable Husbands, um, very passionate fan base. Number yes. 10, Black Mirror, AI's coming for everybody. Number 11, Doctor Who. It's back again for the 18th time. Uh, number 12, Ahsoka. Just get on with it. Number 13, The Mandalorian Season 3. Get on with it. Part 2. Number 14, The Walking Dead stuff. Still happening. Number 15, Shadow and Bone. You deserve what you got. Oh, um, I think harsh. this is <laughs> True, but harsh. I think this is a good list. I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like, you know, we debated, we duped it out, and I I wouldn't change anything about this list. I feel pretty good about it. I think, you know, there are none of these lists you should feel a little conflicted every time you look at one of these. Like, could I swap the one with the one sure. next to it? That's a good sign that we've got mm -hmm. them in the right order. There's nothing egregious. Yeah, I feel good about where we ended up. Um Thank you, Nicole. It's a good job, guys. And yeah, thanks for watching. Thank, thanks uh, for hanging out and listening with us all year this year, guys. This is our last show of 2023. It is. Um, uh, yeah, we, we will not be back uh, next week, but we'll be back uh, the first week, uh, the first Wednesday in January, because starting 2024, we're going to start a whole new year of coming to you live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk about all things sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, etc. Here in the Winter is Coming YouTube channel and the Winter is Coming Facebook page. Also available on for download and podcast form, wherever podcasts are downloaded. You guys have been so great this year. We've loved doing this show with you. Um, we've loved growing the channel. We got to 10,000 next year. 85 million. It's possible. <laughs> uh, we'll aim for that starting in 2024. So thank you for watching. Daniel, do, do you have any uh, parting words before um, we sign off? Uh, just, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It has been such a pleasure, and I can't wait to do it all again with you next year. So have a great holiday as well. Before we go, I just want to say that Warrior shouldn't have been canceled. Goodbye, nice. 2023. Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.